Great song, just absolutely love that. Rag and Ball Man playing the GTFM and alone a little after quarter past 11 uh, on this uh, Wednesday morning. Uh, August the 18th today, so if it is your birthday, as I mentioned about an hour ago, have yourselves a very, very enjoyable day. Uh, time now then to introduce my second guest of the morning, uh, Elizabeth Buffy Williams, MS for the Ronda, uh, talking about uh, support for postpartum PTSD sufferers. Uh, first of all, good morning to you, Buffy. Good morning, how are you? I'm very well, thanks. How are you, more importantly? Good, good, yes, all good. All good, 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 excellent. Uh, so, 15 weeks ago tomorrow, uh, for uh, the benefit of our new listeners in the Cannon Valley, uh, who've um, may- maybe not so familiar with Buffy Williams, MS for the Ronda, um, of course, you were elected uh, nearly, well, just nearly four months ago now, I guess, as member yes. of the Senate for the Ronda. Uh, how have you enjoyed it so far, Buffy? Um, it, it's different. It's very different. You know me. Um, I've been a community worker for oh, 20 years, so this is right out of my comfort zone. But I really enjoyed it, and I've enjoyed the challenges that this is thrown my way as well. Um, I I like the constituency side of the things. I like supporting the constituents, and um, I'm still very much part of the, the community aspect of things. So I haven't lost touch with all that and, and I'm making that one of my priorities to definitely stay as, as in close contact as possible with all the community groups and community projects that I've worked with over the last 20 years. Yeah, because uh, for the benefit of, uh, of of new listeners, of course, uh, the spotlight was very much on the Ronda building up to the Senate elections yeah. back in May because, of course, Leanne Wood, Plaid Cymru, had been there for, what, five years and, uh, you know, Lady versus lady, I guess, as well, added to that. And, of course, uh, you you came out on top. Uh, so, so far, yeah. so good then, yes? Yes, yes. Um, I'm, I'm really enjoying it, actually. I mean, I'm enjoying all aspects of, of, of um, Senate life. But uh, we're in reset now, of course. Uh, we've had a few weeks off to come back to our constituents and, um, and be as visible as possible, you know, as restrictions have lifted now through COVID. So we're able to go out and about a bit more um, safely. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's, been, it's been a nice few weeks. Yeah, because you talk to people. I mean, I, I interview politicians quite often, the local ones, uh, Vicky Elsie, MS, of course, yeah. for the, the Canada. And, and people do say that they enjoy going back to their constituency and, and talking to people. That's one of the great joys of the job. Well, that's how we find out the, the grassroots issues, isn't it? I mean, everything else in the Senate is it, it, it's dealt with by ministers. But when you come back, and your grassroots level, that council then. And we need to know what people's problems are, you know, what, what is going on in our constituency, so that we can then support our constituents as best as possible. Um, liaising with the council, that's really, really, really important. Yeah, because Beth Winter, the MP for the Kenner Valley, is another one that always says, always enjoy coming back and, and chatting yeah. to people, which is, which is great, isn't it? Now yeah, then, it's getting out and about as much as possible. I think that's one of the most important things, you know, because people like that face-to-face contact, and I think we've been without that for so long now. Um, they, they are really grateful for any conversations on the doorstep at the moment. And, of course, like most politicians, you're a chatterbox, Buffy, aren't you? Oh, yes, you know that, you know that. <laughs> Don't stop. Hey, press play. Bump. There you go. There we are. Let's go and make a cup of tea and let uh, Buffy get on with it. Now, now talking about watching Buffy get on with it, um, some people would have seen TV pictures of you uh, on the steps of the Senate with Mark Drayford, which was a wonderful moment. 
Um, th- that must have been a surreal moment for you, uh, you know, in the, those couple of days after you won it was. the seat. Yeah, it really was, because um, for one, I really didn't expect to win. And then I did win, and it was a bit like, oh, OK. Now what do I do? <laughs> this happened, this happened, and then it was, you have no break. You basically are elected, and the next day, it's straight headlong in. That is it. And, and did you that are. surprise you at all? I mean, you know, you knew it was work, obviously. That goes yes, without saying. Yes, of course, and I knew it. I know it's hard work as well. I mean, yeah, it's yeah. long, long, long hours. I mean, you never switch off. You, you just don't. It's very difficult to switch off. And you know me. I'm, I'm one of those that are 24-7 anyway. Um, but, so yeah, so do you wake up at 3 in the morning? Do you wake I am up, one so, of those. Yeah, yeah. And, and you think of, ah, I need to do that this morning. Yes. Ah, yes. right, OK. I do that's exactly what I'm like. <laughs> and 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 are politicians generally like that, you know, or or something? Mean, obviously, think, different personalities, of yeah, course. Yeah, I think some probably find it easier to switch off. I I don't. I don't find it easy to switch off. Um, and I'm one. I'm one of those as well that I like to get everything finished by the end of the day. Um, I don't like leaving things hanging about. So. Yeah, I find that difficult. Yeah, because that only builds up. Yeah, because that only builds up and you've got more work to do the following day. Exactly. Exactly. Now, recently, uh, you presented a Senate short debate. Now, first of all, before we talk about the subject matter, um, what are these Senate short debates? Are they open to all MSs? So you're basically balloted. So you're put into a big ballot and then your name is pulled out. And if you're lucky enough to have your name pulled out of the ballot, which I was, and you have 30 minutes to speak on a subject that is important to you or your constituent or something that is, you know, that you want to make a difference with. Um, so when I was lucky enough to be pulled out of the, the ballot, I mean, I sat there and I thought, I've got to speak on something, one, that I am passionate about, two, that I understand, and three, that is going to make a difference to um, lots of people. So with this, I knew it would make a difference to expectant mothers, new mothers, and health professionals, um, social workers, midwives, doctors, consultants, I knew that I would be speaking for many, many different people. Okay. now, before you go into the subject matter, we are talking about postpartum PTSD sufferers, yeah? Yeah? Now, I've seen it. I've I've seen what you did. It was absolutely fantastic. You spoke from the heart, which was absolutely brilliant. Everybody was present and everybody who were on the Zoom calls, you know, they were in awe, to be fair. Uh, it, it is a serious subject, and of, of course, it's it probably comes into that bracket of mental health as well, doesn't it? It it does, yes, um, and that's why Lynn Needle then she was the minister that spoke um, after my debate. She yeah. came back, and in in all fairness to Lynn, she gave a full and comprehensive answer um, to the debate, uh, and she did say before we walked into the chamber, she said, you know, this is really really serious, and I'm going to do this as, as best and do this justice as best as I can. And I was very pleased that she'd taken the time to do that. You know, it, it was which really is, important to me. Which is good. Why hasn't it been addressed before, though? I think it has in in, in smaller ways, um, not as, I suppose, as dramatic, and if you want to use that word, as this. Um, like I said, when I was given the opportunity to do the short of it, I knew I had to, I knew I had to make that, I knew I had to use that half an hour to make as big an impact as I possibly could. Okay. Now, most people have have heard of post-traumatic stress disorder, which is caused by a traumatic event in a person's life. I mean, it's highlighted with our very, very, very brave soldiers 
or that experience something. Well, talk of Afghanistan, of course, for obvious mm-hmm. reasons, what's going on yeah. at the moment. Uh, but, but, but they come back and they experience an awful experience that is unique to them. It plays on their mind. So we know okay. what causes it. Now, it, it, as far as post, because I obviously post. Part of, you know, it, it's more of a ladies' thing for obvious reasons. Yeah. But it, it, it is uh, my understanding is is it this time, this short period of time, just after childbirth? Would that be yes, about right? That, that's right. Yes. So basically, postpartum PTSD is um, mothers, expectant mothers, or mothers who've just given birth, who have had a traumatic experience. So you, I expect you've heard lots about postnatal depression where yeah, mothers yeah. get very depressed after giving birth or, or just before they give birth and that is really widely spoken about and you know it, it was stigmatized for such a long time and I think people have a better understanding of it now and it's not so much but PTSD postpartum PTSD is a completely different thing and oh, right, it, is it? It's right, a okay. very very it is when you've had a very traumatic experience I mean for myself I didn't have a traumatic birth the birth was very easy, actually, as birth go. It was the events that unfolded after the birth. I had something called health syndrome, um, and I was seriously very, very ill for quite a long time after um, the birth of my daughter. So that was as a result of the birth. Um, and it was everything that happened to me over that space of time while at, in hospital when they were trying to, you know, make me well then that had that um, detrimental effect on, on, on me. Um, and, you know, my daughter is 11 now, and I still suffer with night terrors, even now. Do you um, really? Do you really? Yeah, right, yeah, okay. yeah. It's, it's, and it's not something I speak about easily either. So, obviously, um, when I was giving this the short debate, I, I knew that there must be other women out there as well suffering, and suffering in silence, because they don't talk about it. No. They don't talk about it. Which is, ty- um, which is typical mental health full stop. Yeah, it is. It is. And the when I had my daughter, there was very little help out there. I mean, I was so, so fortunate that the midwives that looked cared for me and the, the consultants that cared for me um, very soon became friends. I spent so much time with them. Um, and they, they, the care I received when I was home was second. I can't say enough good stuff about, you know, all people that cared for me. But then I was thinking to myself, what about all the other women and dads and birth partners who witnessed, uh, you know, a mother go through a very traumatic birth or a very traumatic experience? Uh, they need help and support as well because, you know, it, it, it can have such a profound effect on their mental health as well. And as you, you know, as you saw, Laura and John, she stood up um, after my debate and she spoke. Um, who were Anka Davis, he spoke as well about things that, you know, had affected them. And also Carolyn Thomas, she spoke about her own experience and her daughter, who, um, her daughter actually gave birth on the, um, I think it was the weekend we were elected. Um, and Carolyn obviously couldn't be there for part of that because she was being sworn in. Uh, you know, she's been elected. And um, it, it was just harrowing to you, their stories as well. Um, like I said, I... I there needs to be more help out there. There needs to be more support there. We need to get away from the stigma of not talking about mental health, especially mental health that people don't understand. If you don't understand, ask. There is nothing wrong with asking. There really to, isn't. No, you're right. And and to be fair, i got to mention the Duke of Cambridge, Prince William, because he summed it up quite nicely. I think it was back in 2020 
when he yeah. said when, when people think about when people talk about mental health they automatically automatically think of the negative sides of mental yeah. health and they they think of people oh because there was a time up until maybe 10 15 years ago when if somebody was referring to a person with a mental health problem mm. they they used to say oh you've gone a bit funny mm. yeah. you know yeah, and and that's true though buffy isn't it and and it of is, course it is. But, but what prince william then said was he said what you have to remember is that every single person on the planet has mm. mental health of the dif- the difference is some people have poor mental health for a period of time hopefully they can mm. get well again but everybody the, the vast majority thankfully has got good mental health but they, they've still got mental health that was the point he was uh, he was telling i mean us. i think everybody at some point in their life suffer with some sort of you know anxiety i would, whether or I would not agree for yeah. a job interview or you know something that will set you off then and you just don't feel quite right for a few days everybody suffers with some sort of mental health. Um, this is why we need to get away from stigmatising it. And we really, really do. There needs to be much better support out there, especially um, with postpartum PTSD. It needs to be spoken about more widely. It needs to be looked at more closely. I'm, I'm very fortunate that um, after the short debate, I was contacted by lots and lots and lots of perinatal mental health groups um, thanking me for raising awareness to this um, issue. I had a, lo- a lovely doctor, Dr. Sarah, um, she contacted me as well. Um, and I'm going to be having lots of meetings with her now to see how we can work together to further establish then the Swansea Bay um, Mother and Baby Unit. And hopefully we have more replicate that across the, the whole seven Welsh health boards going forward. But, you know, this is going to be a long slog now, but it's something I'm totally dedicated to. This is This is a a subject that will support so many um, expectant new mothers, birth partners, fathers and families. Because, like I said, remember, it's not just the mother that suffers. It is the wider family as well. It's the wider family that has to, you know, stand by and witness a mother going through all this uh, and feel helpless at the same time. So It's really important that people have a better understanding um, of what mothers go through doing before doing and after birth right well said now postpartum ptsd there's a unit you said in swansea bay That's is, right, is yeah. that the only unit in wales because it that... is the only unit in wales that ah, no, that's alarming isn't wales. it yeah. and that is that is um that is a massive worry for me that is that is a huge concern to think there is only one um and it's it's not even i don't think it's permanent at the moment it is it's 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 a fantastic facility. Um, it has the only fully trained um, mental health uh, social worker in the whole of Wales based there. Well, that's not good um, enough, is it? That's not, not good enough? It no. is not good enough. And this is something that I'm going to be having long conversations with um, ministers about because this is, this is, a, 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 this is an, an issue that is not going to go away. Right. So what? And it's actually going to get worse because you imagine now, Gareth, the amount of mothers that gave birth alone during COVID, yes. the amount of mothers that went through traumatic births alone during during COVID. They may have had a midwife there or a trained professional, but that is not the same as someone you love, as someone you care for, and somebody who cares for you. It is not the same. You really need to have that level of support with you. 
Now, I'm guessing you want one of these units in each one of the seven health boards across yes. Wales. I would love to see that. I mean, I, it's 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 a it's a it's a it's a dream, but I would love to see it. Well, dreams come true. Know. Dreams come exactly. true. So, so, you know, it's something that's needed and it's something that um, I will be fighting for. OK, just before you go, are you going to walk, work very, very closely with Elunid Morgan and the Health Secretary on this one? I am, yes, I am. And I, in all fairness to Elunid, she's been um, fully on board and she's listened. I mean, I, it was Elunid that actually I, I said, because I found it very difficult to say this speech um, without crying. I would get halfway through it and then I would, I would cry. So Elunid was the very first person actually that I, I sat and I said the speech too and um she got very emotional and, and she said oh you know I, I i never i never thought this you know i didn't think you'd gone through all this because obviously i explained to her everything that happened then and she was really taken back and i said but this is what it is you hide you hide from the reality of things that upset you of and course. then it just gets worse do you know what we could have gone on for another half hour? It's such a it's such a, a a serious topic, and it will be addressed with you, I'm sure, in the Senate, Buffy. It I saw the speech. Be. Well done on the speech, by the way. It, it was Thank emotional, you. Uh, but you got your point across. Uh, so fingers crossed, and this can be rolled out in uh, in the next couple of years, I guess. I hope so. I really do. I mean, because the baby blues is quite normal. I, I guess it's, yes. if the baby blues yes. continues for a couple of weeks, and then after that, maybe it's a after bit more serious. Head. Yes. See, and, and, and also, if you were, you know, living or friends with a new mother and you think something isn't quite right, ask. Keep asking. It yeah. doesn't hurt to just keep asking. Are you OK? It's OK to nag now and again, isn't it? It is okay to nag now and again, especially yeah. if you think something is wrong. Absolutely, yeah. Um, Buffy Williams, MS for the Ronda. Always great talking to you, Buffy. A great uh, subject. And uh, get it sorted. That, that's that's my <laughs> advice. Get, get it you know no. me. I will. Yeah. Uh, we'll chat soon, Buffy. Thanks. Okay. Bye, Thanks very much. Bye-bye. GTFM. Wow, I love your new T-shirt. Me too. I ordered it from the brand new online GTFM shop. GTFM have an online shop? They sure do. Tidy. You can get your